Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Dr. Kate Rains-Goldie. How are you doing, Dr. Kate, and where are you hanging out right now? I am feeling playful and curious, and I'm hanging out in Fremantle in, on the west coast of Australia. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon here. Well, then we are two are very curious in this room already. So we already talked about this. It's amazing talking about curiosity. Here we go. Dr. Kate is a certified Lego serious play facilitator and creator of SuperConnect. Uh, she's an award-winning game designer and play researcher who has spoken at SXSW, uh, uh, TEDx Perth, and appeared on MTV. I think your mission to be curiously playful is remarkable. So. I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Dr. Kate. And I'm very happy to talk to you too and share yeah. the power of play with your listeners. Yes, <laughs> let's do that. So my first question is, uh, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? So my ideal client is people within organizations who are kind of like the innovators, maybe the renegades, the change makers within organizations who want to make a difference and do something new and different. Like that's a key word when people work with me is they want to do something different. And it's really around how do we bring people along on that change. And sometimes it can be within an organization, sometimes it can be a conference, but that's the key thing is wanting to do something different, wanting to innovate. Um, and another way of thinking about innovation really is around curiosity. I think that's a better way to describe it. So it's almost like helping people within an organization to be more curious. And what are what are concrete uh, challenges? I mean, kind of like so when when we talk about curiosity, aka uh, innovation, uh, in that context. So is it about you know uh, pushing it forward or how to uh, to be uh, more curious and innovative in that regard, or what is it? Yeah, it could be a whole range of things. Sometimes it's just that which is we want to bring more innovation, aka curiosity, into our organization. You know, where where. The business is transforming, things are changing or have changed because of COVID and we need to do things differently. So it's how do we bring people along in that change? How do we encourage them to be more curious, to be more innovative, to be more playful? I like to think of play as like radical curiosity because we can talk a bit more about that, but how it enables people to feel more safe doing things that are scary because, it, it, you know, doing new things can be scary, trying new things, the risk of failure. So how do you bring people along on that? Um, but it's also increasingly, how do you, it's almost stepping back from that, which is how do you help people to connect and to trust each other and to have better conversations about difficult things, which I feel is increasingly becoming almost the foundation before you even get into like, let's look at innovation, let's look at curiosity. Um, because I think people are feeling really disconnected after the past two, three years. Everybody's working from home. People are feeling, they know they're part of a team, but they're really not. And so it's almost like there's some more groundwork that has to be done, or maybe it was that we weren't ever really connected so well in the first place. And it's just become even more of a glaring issue now. So it's almost like 
connection and and curiosity as foundations for everything we want to do, including innovation. Wonderful. So within that context that you just uh, so clearly described, so, and, uh, you know, thinking of like, well, we are humans, so, but what are common mistakes uh, uh, they typically make when trying to solve uh, these kinds of issues? Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, it has, it's historically has been, and I think this is getting better, is a, taking things too seriously and not seeing the power of play and curiosity and connection and enabling all of these other things. Before COVID, I would see, like, I went back and looked at all of my briefs with clients, um, client notes before before COVID and after COVID, and it really shifted to there being a lot more openness to fun and playfulness. But I think that's a huge thing, which is we want to do these really serious things at work. We want to do these really serious things at a conference, and we're going to do them seriously. And play has been a bad word. I'm I'm finding that people are a lot more open to that word now, but that's why I like to describe play as radical curiosity because it almost gets people, helps people to get over that hurdle of seeing play as a bad word. And there's lots of research coming out um, that we can talk about as well around the benefits of play from neuroscience, from psychology, and why it's really actually critical for adults as well as kids. So I think that's one of the big things is, is discounting. So these are the people who don't usually come to me, but it's the people who, you know, already see the value of it. They come to me, they're like, okay, I get this. But I still feel I do a lot of kind of customer education around why play is really important and why it's kind of like curiosity. It's, it's the critical future skill, especially after the past three years. Yeah, I think uh, that uh, while you're mentioning this, I was just thinking that uh, it, you know, of course, could open up a lot and uh, people are more leaning towards, oh, gosh, I never thought about that because they had this step back. And I just remember, you know, the first day after our lockdown. So I don't know if uh, uh, if you had a similar experience and uh, it was it just felt so calm. It felt just so like we are put on on pause to some extent. So and it was kind of like. Wow, I never heard uh, these birds, uh, you know, are singing here. So, you know, it sparked the curiosity to explore that new environment to some extent. And I think, I think that in itself is uh, also proof of the playfulness that we have, but we are only able to perceive after we were put on hold, so to speak. Uh, is this a yeah. fair assumption? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's also too that we, I think we had maybe reached peak seriousness <laughs> before right. COVID. And it was like, okay, we can't do this anymore. I think it really forced us to see the things that weren't working. And yeah, I mean, it's just that I feel like work has really chilled out a lot. Um, I think another example too, that's really, really helpful for thinking about the challenges faced by people who want to do this is I worked at the big university here um, and they're looking at, at hybrid work. Like how do we, how do we create a new workspace that, brings the benefits of working from home, but also, you know, the benefits of working in the office and how do we create this new new future. And this can be a very serious topic, but, you know, I'm a recovering academic, um, so I know how serious this can feel for someone as an academic, you know, potentially losing your, your office door or your office because of this new work arrangement. Um, but thankfully, they, they brought me in to do a play-based workshop to consult with everybody to find out what it is that's really important about these two works, different workspaces and how should we move forward together. And so because it was using Lego Serious Play and SuperConnect as tools for um, 
for exploring those things together and doing it in a really light way, people usually leave, I think, these consultation workshops feeling drained and exhausted and there's like, you know, death by sticky note on the wall. But people at the end actually were saying, I feel like, you know, I really felt heard and I really felt listened to. And that's, I think, the right way to do it and increasingly the right way to do things rather than it being serious and heavy. And, and play is a real way to to take the edge off the fear and the the conflict. Well, you know, I must say that uh, it almost feels like back to the roots uh, of uh, science. And, uh, you know, when we look back in the history of science, uh, you know, they were explorers, they were discoverers, they wanted to, uh, uh, out of curiosity, uh, you know, uh, go to the borders of what we know and uh, beyond. And so I think, uh, as you were just talking, I was also thinking about there's this it, it almost seems like a scale between uh, seriousness and curiosity. So <laughs> I don't know what your thoughts about that are. Yeah, and I think there's actually a really nice thing about playing curiosity that almost make that scale come together, which is sort of playful non-attachment. And so if you think about when you're playing a game, you're serious about winning or serious about doing whatever it is that you want to do in the game. But if you, if you don't win, most people, you know, are, are going to be okay with it. So there's a way that you can be fully invested, but it doesn't matter what happens. So you have the seriousness, you know, you're taking it seriously, but also you're kind of playful about what happens in the end. You're okay if you don't win. But on the other side, it's not okay to lose uh, uh, the curiosity and the playfulness when you're getting too serious with stuff, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's go. all about balance. Yeah. So now we're, we're full circle around. <laughs> yeah. So before I ask Dr. Kate, uh, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you, th uh, you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Dr. Kate, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind uh, of issue? Well, I think it's it's thinking of playfulness and thinking about radical curiosity as something that's like exercise or meditation and integrating something playful into your day every day. So I often will make things that I don't want to do or feel worried to do or scared to do into a game. So I have a game um, that I call the, the game of living dangerously, which I, it's an invitation for anybody to play. And it's, if you have an opportunity to do something that scares you, that's not going to kill you, maybe embarrass you, but not going to actually kill you or hurt you physically um, to do it. And the way that it works is that because you've challenged yourself to do the, to do something often for me, because I'm an introvert it involves talking to, to strangers that I'm curious about, but maybe, you know, feel awkward or, you know, embarrassed or, you know, just introverted to talk to them. Um, because you've challenged yourself to do this, even no matter what happens with the interaction, you've won your game because you've won your challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself having really interesting conversations and connections with people that I wouldn't normally Some Sometimes it ends with, you know, something a bit awkward, maybe one or two times out of maybe like 50. So it's very low numbers. But the more that I do that, the more that I am proud of myself and I've won my game, um, even if just like a really simple, you know, game of talking to one person. But I've also had the added, added benefit of having those really great interactions with people I never would have talked to normally. And um, the last time I did, it was actually five. My friend challenged me to talk to five strangers 
my local kind of coffee strip. And the last person, there was one interaction that was not so great. Um, but the final person I talked to was this amazing, he turned out to be a, a YouTube celebrity, viral video guy, and named the Disco Bunny. And he ended up being um, the first guest on my podcast. And I never would have talked to him otherwise, but he's kind of known for dancing around. He's a performance artist who puts on bodysuits and glitter and is amazing. And um, I never would have talked to him otherwise. So it's amazing what can come out of it beyond just winning your challenge to yourself. Wonderful. And not to forget uh, the dopamine as a reward yeah. for winning the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So, yeah, we can push ourselves. <laughs> Excellent. I want to uh, give you also the opportunity and the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that, but also in a broader sense. Yeah. So my website, which is just my name, Um, I have a podcast that I ran during COVID and um, kind of the, the first year of COVID. I don't know if we're post-COVID. I don't know what, what stage you're in now, but, um, you know, kind of the thick of it all. Um, and it was looking at the new future. And there's a podcast episode called The New Future of Education with Dr. Gordon Neufeld, who is a psychologist in Canada. And he does a lot of work looking at play and the emotional importance of play. And so that podcast is really interesting from a, looking at the science behind all of this stuff and understanding why it's important. And my key thing with that is that he talks about play as being an emotional playground. It's the only place of activated rest that we can actually feel our feelings. And so it is actually really critically important for emotional well-being. So I love that podcast. His work is so fascinating. And so if you're kind of maybe not convinced about the power of playing curiosity, have a listen to that podcast. Excellent. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Also, we put the links in the show description so folks can check it out. Thank you for that, uh, Dr. Kate. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Asking me about what is the magic circle? Ooh, <laughs> yay. You have my curiosity. <laughs> Excellent. So the magic circle is is kind of the way almost to describe all of the things I've talked about, why, why it happens and how it works. Uh, it's borrowed from game design um, and game studies, and it basically describes what we enter into when we're playing a game. So I've kind of adapted it to not just describe what happens, but how it happens. And it's really when you enter into the magic circle, you're able to be more brave, you're more bold to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And it's because of all of the things that happen to our brains and to our bodies when we're playing. And so there's a lot of interesting neuroscience around why that happens. Um, but when I'm doing talks about the power of play, I love to show this video of some academics um, at a university in Melbourne here in Australia. And it was a games workshop and it was very hands-on because I'm very into the hands-on experiential stuff. And I said, okay, we're going to go play a game and we're going to go outside and we're going to be in the courtyard and you're in front of, you know, all of the students and your colleagues. And part of the game was they had to hold hands and pretend to be a helicopter. And <laughs> so the video is them doing this. And the reason I show that video is because they're literally in the magic circle. If I had said to them, go outside and pretend to be a helicopter, they wouldn't do it. But because they were in the magic circle, they loved, they loved it. They enjoyed it. They were able to do it. And so the point of that is, it's like, this is your brain on play. It allows you to do things like talk to strangers if you want to. Um, and so that's what the magic circle is. 
I'm looking forward to <laughs> to look outside and people are running through the streets and pretending to be a helicopter from right now on. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing story. But thank you for sharing this uh, wonderful insight here. And this brings me to my final question. Um, we're diving deeper. It's a personal question, and it's uh, um, it's about when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family, and why? I love this question, and um, I immediately knew my answer. And when my dad was visiting here, he lives in Canada. Um, I hadn't seen him in a long time because of COVID, and my dad and I also have a lot of different interests. So I'm really interested in people and playing connection. And he's a geologist. So he's a rock doctor. He likes rocks. And I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the appeal of rocks. <laughs> but I love my dad. And um, I have a product called the SuperConnect Spark Kit that is basically curated Lego, curated questions that are really about the best questions I've found and developed and created around better conversations. And so I had that deck of cards and we went for dinner. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he picked the card that was build what it feels like to be curious. So with the the whole way that Lego serious play works and super connect works is that you're not building cars and buildings, you're building feelings and metaphor and story. So he built what it feels to be curious. And what he built was the James Webb, Webb telescope. And he said, it's been, they've been using it to look for, for the, the evidence, evidence of the big bang and they haven't found anything yet. And I find that very curious. And We just had an evening of, of questions like that, and we wouldn't have had a conversation like that otherwise. And it was just a really beautiful way for me to reconnect with my dad and just feel that connection, even though we're very interested in different things. And to understand something that's really kind of nerdy and sciencey, even though I am nerdy and sciencey as well, but just to have that really understanding of what, you know, makes him excited. Wow, goosebumps. So that's my goosebumps. <laughs> Absolutely, goosebumps paired with yeah. curiosity and playfulness all in it together with science on top as the cherry of the case. So I love it. Thank you <laughs> so much for this amazing goosebumps moment that you share with us today. And also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the uh, knowledge and insights you share with us today, Dr. K. And thank you for your very curious questions. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.